Authentic Life with Josiah Ball. Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining and listening into Your Authentic Life podcast. Uh, today is a special spooky episode. Uh, we're releasing a bonus episode on Halloween. Um, I have a dear friend with us today. Uh, goes by Will Rest. He is actually the person that was the catalyst for me starting this podcast. Uh, <laughs> we were on the phone for maybe like an hour, and he was just like, "Dude, just do it." And I was like, "You're right. I'm gonna do it." And uh, that that's in the nutshell of the conversation that we did have. Uh, but uh, Will has been a great friend for about f- you know five years now. We met five years ago, and just has been speaking into my life over time. And, uh, also he's just incredible podcaster himself, uh, incredible ministry background and sales background. Uh, he just does a lot with, with that, a lot of interviews with people who are in sales and have seen some crazy, supernatural sales things in their lives, like finances coming through random, uh, just listened to one the other day about this guy that felt like God told him to buy a car and sell it or buy a moped get a moped as a present then sell the moped and like next week or something like that then use the money get a car and then flip the car and it's just crazy story about how god just led him into business of car sales and so that's what he brings uh so i'm going to be stop talking now everybody this is will will introduce yourself more than i just did hey how's it going thank you man thanks for having me on the show i'm excited to talk about all things supernatural and spooky Yes. We got some good stories. So many. I know you got stories. So, um, just tell, tell us, tell, tell us a little bit, uh, first about, uh, where you're at, what your podcast is better than I just explained it. Um, and what you're doing for sure. Well, yeah, like you said, man, I have ministry background, was in full-time ministry for quite a while, but you know, always had kind of an entrepreneur, spirit and and sales background as well. And I always struggled with the tension between the supernatural aspect of my walk with the Lord and business and the tension between those two worlds. And now the Lord's really led me down a path where I'm raising up what I like to call spirit-filled sales professionals and entrepreneurs that can partner with Holy Spirit in their business, in their sales career for a supernatural edge, an unfair advantage. And really it comes back from my own experience of just walking with God and seeing him show up in supernatural ways on the sales floor in the businesses that I've been a part of. And, uh, and, and that's really what my heart is, is to teach people how to partner with God in a whole, in a supernatural way, like seeing God manifest himself supernaturally in your life. And I'm not just talking like a warm fuzzy. I'm talking like real deal, supernatural manifestation in your life, as well as tactical, practical, everyday life skills when it comes to being an entrepreneur, being great at sales. And uh, so now, yeah, I have a podcast called Spirit-Filled Sales Professionals and Entrepreneurs. That's been going incredible. Basically just bringing on people that are spirit-filled Christians that are crushing it in business and are encountering the Holy Spirit in their daily life and in business. And I'm coaching entrepreneurs and sales professionals, mentoring uh, with them to help them grow their business and learn how to really hear God, walk with God, encounter God, and see that spill over into everything else in life. 
Amazing. Amazing. And you also like blew up on TikTok too, like overnight. Overnight. Yeah, that was my that was my pandemic hobby. I decided to get on there. I decided to get on there and just start sharing supernatural stories, like what we're gonna be talking about tonight. Just like Exactly. Supernatural this, supernatural that, this encounter here, this encounter there. And ghost they stories would just, around the they campfire. Would blow, holy ghost stories, man. Like exactly. They would just blow up. And I was shocked to see how much ministry and even just like connecting with people all over the world that were hungry for God and hungry to encounter his presence in a real and tangible way would follow me, message me. Like I'd end up on Zoom calls like this with people in Africa trying to figure out how to get free from witch doctors and all kinds. I mean, it was wow. wild. Dude. It was like weirdest stuff. But wow. people were getting free. It was like a ministry in and of itself. And it's still going. I still have things, you know, all of people who are struggling with gender identity issues, they'll reach out to me, share their whole testimony with me on a voice chat and, and want to hop on. It's like people that are not going to step foot in a church, but are sitting there scrolling on TikTok and they see a crazy supernatural encounter story and it speaks to them. And then they'll reach out to you. So I would encourage anybody listening to this that has, you know, if you want to reach this generation, you know, it's, it's like they're on TikTok, man. Yeah. Whether you think it's, you know, China propaganda or or not, like, dude, who cares? Like we have ministers going to China. They don't care. Why don't you hop on TikTok? Right. <laughs> That's <laughs> Will's always been good with that kind of stuff. Just like, you know, no bullshit and just like straight out the like, we have we have people going to China. Why don't you just go and do this thing right here? Um, so I love that. But let's let's well, Will. First off, I want to tell everybody I used to work for Will for a short minute, a couple times, um, doing deliveries for Will. Yeah, in, up in Rochester, and that was that was a, f- a fun time. I tried to get into sales multiple times. I am. It's definitely a gifting, and I think Will teaches it very well, and he's obviously seen incredible success over his years. Um, but more than that, I remember tons of stories from Will, the supernatural, and encounters with angels and demons and um, different things like that. I have like maybe two stories, uh, but I just want to hear from you, Will, I don't even know how to start this. Like what is your yeah. craziest encounter with a, a yeah. demon or yeah. Just go well, at it. I think to start, you know, since it's a Halloween episode, I'll tell you a ghost story. When I was Let's young, uh, you know, before I really came to the Lord, before I was aware of the spirit realm in the way that I understand it now, the earliest memory I have of seeing anything weird in the spirit, I was actually in Wisconsin visiting some family members from my mom's side of the family and we're laying in bed and my mom and I, when I was young enough, still sleep in the same bed as my mom. And I wake up in the middle of the night and there is this ghostly figure of a girl literally hovering above the bed, like glowing white, but more of like a pale white, like classic ghost, bro. Like not like straight out of a horror film, raggedy clothes, hovering above the bed. I scream. My mom wakes up, looks up, sees the same spirit. My mom and I both saw the same ghost together. And to this day, we will talk about it. Like it was visual with our eyeballs. It wasn't, you know, I didn't have too much pizza that night. My mom grabbed me and ran out of that room so fast. I mean, it was (laughs) like, 
I'll never forget that. So I always kind of knew there was a spirit realm, but it was more spooky, you know? And, right. uh, and then coming to the Lord, you know, getting saved, I got on fire for God. You know, I, I got to get the tongues, you know, got passionate in high school. And, but the church that I was a part of was more, mm, you know, like, yeah, supernatural things happen, but let's put it in a closed door in the closet in the back room and only talk about it on Sunday night in what's called an afterglow service. Now, if you don't know what an afterglow service, it's okay. So here's the way this church would work. So Sunday morning, normal church, same, you know, normal worship yeah. songs, normal sermon Sunday night. That's when the more like on fire people would show up. Right. So worship was a little more spicy and the sermon <laughs> was a little bit more, you know, spicy as well. But then after the sermon was over on a Sunday night, there was another service, like a secret service. You open the closet. <laughs> it was the afterglow. And that's when this church would like bust out and turn into like some Holy Ghost, Pentecost, people praying in tongues, interpreting tongues. Like, but they never talked about it any other time other than that afterglow service. So the the first time I really encountered something like wild supernatural is when I felt like God was telling me to stand up, start praying in tongues out loud in high school in front of the whole church in an afterglow service. And I stood up and it felt like somebody came in and stepped behind me and put my body on like a glove. Like, wow. I became the host of something and it like my arms stretched out. My hands began to shake. I began to weep and tremble. And I started speaking in another language, but it was like two or three, like it was way deeper than my normal voice. It was like the most unusual experience. And then somebody stood up and interpreted it and all this stuff. And I went, my dad and my stepmom are sitting next to me. They never once said a word about it. It was like, you know, when something awkward happens and nobody talks about it, like we, we drove home, like nobody said a word. Like right. that was, wow. so that was kind of interesting, you know, encountering the Holy Spirit. But then I, I never really encountered demons and, and like that whole world until the first real like time I ever witnessed somebody like banishing a demon or taking authority over spirit. I was actually at a youth camp uh, later in high school. And I was talking with a friend and we suddenly felt this like dark presence. Now I can't explain to you why the dark presence was just so we were so aware of it. And she said, Hey, let's go outside and pray right now. And I said, yeah, I agree. So we went outside and we were standing there together and she turns to me and she goes, have you ever banished a demon? <laughs> and I said, what are you talking about? Is this like the exorcist? Or what are we talking about here? Banishing a demon. And she's like, we need to pray. And she launches off into this authority prayer. Like I command you to leave right now in Jesus name and just going off. And like the darkness was so thick in this moment, you could cut it with a knife. Like I had hair standing up on the back of my neck. Like, I don't know what was there. And I don't know why I was able to discern it so clearly, but she wow. stopped praying all of a sudden moment of silence. And then she said, I said, leave. And right in that moment, we heard audible hooves galloping away from us from right where we were standing, galloping away. She heard it. I heard it. We both looked at each other. Our jaws dropped. Like there was no deer. There was no nothing around us, dude. It was so supernatural wow. and so crazy. And it was like, I can't deny the existence of that stuff. So right. that was like, where I was like, okay, this stuff is real and uh, I need to take note. And that kind of, uh, began my journey into the supernatural side of God. Uh, now, I, I will say that I have a lot more I could say. I could just keep sharing stories if you want me to just keep going. 
Yeah, uh, I mean, like, but, this is great. <laughs> yeah, so there was, a, there was a season before I hit, before even that moment, though, I just have to back up a little bit. There was a moment in my life where I completely fell away from the Lord. Like, in high school, uh, I, you know, after I had gotten on fire for the Lord, there was some stuff going on in my family, and I became so angry with God, just angry with God, like, angry with my dad, angry with family. And I decided, you know what? Like, I I still want to encounter the supernatural. I know the spirit world is real. And in my high school mind, disgruntled teenager, I went to Barnes and Noble and bought a satanic Bible. Wow. Now, I wasn't a Satanist. I was more of a disgruntled teenager that happened to go and buy a satanic Bible. Right. And I would read through this thing. And, uh, but nobody would have looked at me and said, man, that guy must be a Satanist. I mean, I was probably wearing a pink Abercrombie shirt. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? With the with the collar popped or something. With a puka shell necklace on. Not, I had a puka shell necklace and a pink Abercrombie shirt, and I had the satanic Bible underneath my mattress. Right. So I would have weird dreams where uh, I would be being, you know, taught by satanic priests how to levitate things and uh during that season and, and just really wild stuff going on. And uh nobody knew. But one night we had a family member come in from out of town, my uncle, who I had no idea was a prophetic, Jesus-loving uh, type guy. And he had the gift of seeing in the spirit. He could see demons, wow. angels, all that kind of stuff. And uh, so I come upstairs for dinner. And when I walk upstairs, he looks at me and he, he leaps back and he points at me and he goes, you're involved in the occult. He said it out loud in front of the whole family. Wow. And he pulls me outside in the porch. He goes, when you came upstairs, I saw something resting on you. And I know you're involved in the occult. And I just had to confess it all right then and there. And he said, listen, you have a call of God on your life. And you're going to either have to choose to follow the devil or follow God. And that was the truth. I wasn't like I was choosing between partying or following Jesus. I was just blatantly involved in something completely demonic. And wow. I went downstairs that night and I made a decision to rededicate my life to God rededicate my life to Jesus. And I, I wasn't Amazing. sure he was actually going to take me back. Uh, now, almost immediately after that, I was taken into a, a visionary encounter, what I would call a lucid dream, where mm. God delivered me from Satanism in a lucid dream. And I could continue going on that story. I think it would take too long, but got completely delivered, went through a lot of inner healing and counseling over the next two years with a mentor, praying through a lot of things. Uh, but when I rededicated my life to the Lord, I started having good supernatural encounters, which was awesome because I was always hungry for God in a tangible way. But the church that I had gone to, they had it a little bit, but they they really were almost ashamed of the supernatural. Hmm. When I started realizing that there was a whole side of Christianity that was mystical and supernatural and experiential, it was like, man, that's what my heart's been craving. And I know that that's actually what many people are craving. That's why we are so interested in ghost stories and the spooky shows. And even the, I mean, one of the most popular TV shows, Supernatural. Right. Uh, you know, we're all hungry for that. And so I remember, you know, shortly after I started having, uh, I, ha I had heard the audible voice of God in my bedroom. I had encounters like, it was just wild stuff, man. And it was, it marked me for the rest of my life. And, and I, I've been on a supernatural journey with God ever since, uh, always expecting God to show up in supernatural ways. And, but not like I'm like some special, like, you know, super, like anybody can experience the supernatural. If you haven't sure. experienced it in a dramatic way yet, 
there's nothing wrong with you. I would say just keep asking, expecting, and 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 making yourself available to God to show up in ways that are uncommon, unfortunately yeah. uncommon. Yeah. Yeah, I remember um, <clears throat> when I was doing ministry in New York City, we had a group of guys in the bedroom, and this is probably the first, I mean, not in first encounter I've seen of, like, demons. I mean, I've seen demon-possessed people uh, around the world, um, from our back, my backyard to uh, Brazil to China and Africa. Like, I've seen them all over, right? And there's uh, there's other countries that are a little bit more in tune because that's where they go for a lot of their healing stuff anyways. Um, so they're more in tune to what's happening in the supernatural. And um, But in New York City, I was doing ministry, and the the I was laying in bed in our bunk beds and I remember waking up and all I could do all I could move was my eyes and I realized in this moment I'm having like sleep paralysis I'm just laying there I can't move and I look down at my feet and I see this this demon peering up at me all black and like the only way I could describe it is like the the Nazgul from uh, Lord of the Rings, but more mm. misty like, and yeah. just red beating eyes. Um, so it looked like it was like this black mist coat on it with beating eyes, and it was freezing. I felt like I was frozen. I couldn't even move. All I could move was my eyes. I was just like looking around, and my mouth was just shut. And all I could, th- I-, I could think. All my thoughts were there. I could feel. I was. I, all, I could see my roommate laying next to me then all of a sudden i just try to utter like i just in my brain i just keep saying jesus over and over in my brain jesus 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 you know and all of a sudden my lips became like it was almost like ice broke off my lips from being shut and Mm. i just utter jesus out loud and all of a sudden this demon just evaporated and it's like a like a waterfall of heat came over me and just filled the room and I was able, I was like loosened up, and uh, that has been my only like, you know, people talk about getting those kind of things all the time, the sleep paralysis. But I I believe yeah. sleep paralysis is so much more than just like a brain thing. It's definitely oh, yeah. what I experienced and saw, and I can remember that so clearly. You know, you look up photos of it. it there's demon in every single one of those sleep paralysis things. You're right. Even the word nightmare, people don't realize it. Oh, I had a nightmare. The word yeah. itself, you look up the etymology of the word nightmare. The word mare is actually another word for demon or goblin. Wow. So you, like, if you say I had a nightmare, you're literally saying, oh, man, last night I had a night demon. Yeah. That's what the word actually wow. means. And and so that I think we just need to, like, people understood this stuff back then. And, like, we've, like, lost common knowledge of what those things actually were. You know, some demonic spirit coming and taking a crap on you in the middle of the night pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> but that's, you know, like, that's pretty much the man, I'll tell you, you know, one, a couple stories just to c- come top of my mind, as you shared that. Uh, when my wife and I had our first, we have four kids now, but when we had our first born daughter, she had just come to the age where she was actually able to sleep through the night. So we we're finally getting some rest, you know. And yeah. I remember one night, though, she it was like, it was unusual, because she was sleeping through the night for a, a long period of time. And then, but this night in particular, she was crying and screaming 
bloody murder, like all night long. Like we fed her, we clothed her, we changed her, did everything we know to do as a parent to help your, I mean, everything, but nothing would get her to stop crying. And I had to work the next day. So my wife really took the brunt of taking Mm. care of her and let me get some sleep. But while I was sleeping, I had a dream that there was a demonic spirit attacking my baby girl. And so as I woke up in the morning, she's still going at it, still just disgruntled and unrest and and crying. And I, I remembered the dream and I said, oh man. So I went and laid my hand on my daughter while she was screaming and crying. My wife is holding her. I put my hand on her shoulder and I said, whatever demonic spirit is tormenting my baby girl, I command you to leave right now in Jesus name. And as soon as I said that, it was like someone came and flipped the light switches off. She went from full blown screaming cry to as soon as I said, leave in Jesus name, it was like the lights turned out. She literally passed out fast asleep, completely dead asleep. My wife looked at me. She's like, like we were freaking out. And she said, why didn't you pray earlier? And I'm like, I didn't know that was what it was. Like, I didn't know that that's what was going on, but that was it. You know, a lot of times things going on in our life, sometimes they seem just like normal and natural, but they may have a root cause something going on in the spirit. Yeah. I had another buddy. If you don't mind, if I could share another one. Yeah, go ahead. I love this. I had a buddy who we were talking, we were talking a lot about the names of God, the nature of God. We were talking about dreams and he goes, man, you know, I never dream. I never dream. I said, really, you don't ever remember your dreams when you wake up? He goes, no. I said, well, man, God is the God who gives dreams. Hmm. And so that week he's going to bed and he said, God, if you're really the God who gives dreams, then I want to have a dream. That's what he said. Wow. He goes to bed that night and he has a dream. He was so freaked out by this dream. He called me the next day at work, shaking, telling me this encounter he had. And he goes to bed that night and he has a dream where he's standing in a room and he's looking at a portrait of one of his friends. And in this portrait, it's half his friend's face and half a demonic face, like wow. weirdly demented. And the picture begins to morph and twist until it's just the picture of his friend. And then all of a sudden in the dream, he's standing in a room across from his friend, looking over at him. And he knew that demon was still inside of his friend. Wow. And he levitated up off the ground, like in the matrix, and violently rushed towards his friend who had a demon inside of him and reached his hand inside of his chest, inside of this dream, grabbed the demonic spirit and ripped it out of his chest. And as he's ripping this demonic spirit out of his chest, He falls back on his bed and is now no longer dreaming, but fully awake on his bed, being physically choked by this demonic spirit. Physically choked. He had marks on his neck. He took pictures and sent them to me the next day. But as he's getting choked, he yells at the top of his lungs, get off of me. It left and the glory, heavy, weighty presence of the Lord filled the entire room. Wow. And he called me the next day. He goes, I finally understand what they mean when they talk about the heavy, weighty presence of God. It filled my room. And now here's the weird part. His friend randomly, out of the blue, calls him the next day and says, Mark, I woke up last night around 3 a.m., And I can't explain it to you, man. I've been having suicidal thoughts. I've been depressed. I've been full of anxiety. I woke up this morning feeling like a new person. I don't even feel, I don't know what happened, but I feel completely changed. Wow. So what happened was Mark had a dream where he went into the spirit, 
and actually did rip a demonic spirit out of his friend, it wasn't just a dream. It actually happened. And that guy had, he was delivered of a demonic spirit through some wild, wacky dream. I don't even, I'm like, that's outside of the box, man. Yeah, that's amazing. (laughs) I I used to uh, have a reoccurring nightmare where this uh, witch would visit me and it would be night terrors when I was younger. And I, I literally would sleep in my parents' room all the time. I'd wake up in the middle of the night. My mom would take me out. And we'd watch Three's Company with a bowl of cereal and <laughs> uh, <laughs> late at night until I fell asleep again. Um, but I would sleep in their room because I'd have these night terrors. And it was, I, remember, I remember the dream so clearly, constant dream. Um, and it was this roller coaster I was on as a little kid. And this witch was tormenting me on this roller coaster and taking me through these different stages um, and she was picking at me and pulling my hair and, and stuff like that. And I wake up screaming, you mm. know, because it felt like reality. And then my Nana at the time, she was like our spiritual grandmother of the church. She bought me this, uh, guardian angel to put over my bed. Now I'm not at that time. Like, you know, I don't know my theology on guardian angels, or whatever. I haven't studied that to come down with it, but ever since I had that, never again was I visited by that witch in my dream. Wow. Yeah, that's wild. Hung it over my bed and I don't know if she blessed it or what, but like just the prayer of guardian angels around you, like the God of angel armies. Right. So those coming around and knowing that the present is more so like the knowing that you're there in the midst of that, that brings the calm. Right. Because I feel like sometimes we can have these, you can, you can know you have, or you can have the sword to defeat the enemy. But if you don't know that it's there, that you don't have it, you're not going to use it. But yeah. as soon as you know that there's, oh, you have angels on your side, you have Jesus on your side to defend this. As soon as yeah. you know that, it's like, boom, here yep. we go. Yeah. It, as soon as you understand identity and authority, the demonic is like not scary at all. You, you just yeah. you understand who you are, what you walk in, and, uh, there's just, you know, and for a lot of people, unfortunately, they do experience more demonic or dark side of the supernatural, you know, as yeah. people who are when, when they're not saved, you know, they're not born again, they're not walking with the Lord. The supernatural encounters they might have are more like you know, ghosts or demonic spirits or things like that. But and then for new Christians as well, I, I, it seems like there's just a lot of that kind of stuff. But I, I do think there's, you know, we we are as a culture, so open to the spooky side of the supernatural. But I think mm-hmm. what we need to really start to become more aware of is the Holy ghost stories and God yeah. wanting to invade our life in really bizarre and supernatural ways, not just for the sake of bizarre and supernatural. I mean, he is, I mean, he is, can you imagine God not being weird? I mean, right. I mean, like, dude, just read the Bible. It's weird, bro. Like full of weird stuff. You it's got a so bizarre. Yeah, you got the wall randomly. It's like yeah, like what is this? I mean, if you take out all of the angelic encounters, right. astrologers reading stars, dreams and visions, out of the you know, and then not only that, but a a, a virgin being overshadowed by this right. by the holy holy spirit, and and like you take all that, like that's bizarre. If you just take a yeah, we've been learning about it since Sunday school, but if you just take a step back and look at it from a 
different angle and think, man, this is actually incredibly mystical. Yeah. And then when you look at Jesus standing up there, he's saying, hey, I want you to eat my flesh and drink my blood. <laughs> and he doesn't even bother to explain to people what the heck he's talking about. A whole right. crowd of people. And they're like, okay, that's demonic. That's right. You know, that they're like, probably like thinking, well, that's, well, I thought he was a prophet. He's clearly a heretic. Uh, he's insane. That's totally against the law. We're not going to be cannibals over here. Right. Like tons of people left. The only people left were the 12 or, or were like a handful of disciples. And, and they said, he said, are you going to leave too? And he goes, well, where are we going to go? Like, right. And, and then he, and then he <laughs> explained gave up our them, eyes for this. <laughs> yeah. He's like, well, we're, we're, our resume is shot. Like, you know, you yeah. better explain what the heck you're talking about because, uh, and, and then he goes on to explain it. But yeah, I mean like even the whole thing of like talking about Halloween, like vampires, dude, like the whole, like the enemy is not creative. He only can kind of do spinoff renditions of like a truth that's yeah. rooted in God. And so even like this thing of like drinking blood, where did that come from? Why did, why does, why does the demonic have such an obsession with vampires and, and blood and drink? Like, well, look, there's real spiritual power in certain things. It's like, it's written into the code of the universe and yeah, Jesus Christ comes and he does what he did on the cross. And now we're called to be drinking his blood and eating his flesh because there's supernatural power in it. And it Amen. gives us eternal life. So like a yeah. vampire, as long as he's drinking blood, he can live forever. Same with us, bro. Same with us. It's wild. Everything's we, a counterfeit. Yeah. We, we are blood drinkers and flesh eaters. And that is our access into eternal life. Wow. How's that for it? a Halloween rendition of the gospel. Amen. I love it. <laughs> awesome. If you I want mean, to be born again, you need to become a vampire. <laughs> but the only blood you're allowed to drink is the blood of God himself. And, you know, vampires, they're not allowed in your house unless you invite them in. Really? Yeah. Did you know that? No, I didn't. I don't know yeah. what the whole garlic <laughs> thing is about. Well, let's just make the whole vampire store prophetic and try and spiritualize the <laughs> crap out of it. You know, <laughs> Oh if anybody God. listening is like, we're, I'm done. Yeah, well, just like the disciples, you leave right when it starts to get good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. You so, mummies, Lazarus coming from the grave. Um, yeah. There's a lot of weirdness, man. I mean, even just like Elijah levitating, like he, he lost his axe, you know? And like the one time you read about somebody levitating an object, like in Star Wars, it's like a lot. He's like, oh, I need my axe back. And he levitates it up out of the river. Right. Got to cut down the tree, drop the yeah. axe head. Really important <laughs> stuff here. I need to levitate this axe head out of the, out yeah. of the river here. You know, the Bible's weird. So we, if we're going to walk with, <laughs> what'd you say? I'll get fired from my job, but this isn't coming out of the river right now. Yeah, exactly. So if we're, if we want to really walk with God, we need to be open to the supernatural. We need to be open For to sure. the weird. We need to be open to him breaking the box and doing wild things because uh he is a mystical god and he is just all about doing things that are going to stretch our faith stretch our heart and really the reason for it is like i said before ultimately not just for the sake of weird and wild but so that we would know him because there's aspects of his nature that you're never going to truly know outside of an experience and they're so far beyond 
our natural understanding of the world that the only way for us to really begin to comprehend them is to have these bizarre experiences that are, you know, multidimensional and outside of the box. That's one of the ways that we can begin to know him. Yeah. I had an experience one time where I was laying in bed one night and I was just laying there. I don't ever remember actually falling asleep, but I began to feel this insatiable desire to worship Jesus. Mm. And I'm like laying there and it was so strong. I, I started to feel like vibrational chills going through my, it wasn't like a, it, these were not warm and fuzzy feelings. This was like electricity coursing throughout my body. And I had to get up out of bed. So I, I get out of bed and we were living in just like this small 500 square foot apartment studio thing that at the time, this was around the same time as the last story with my daughter. I get out of bed and I go into the living room and I start shouting a worship song at the top of my lungs. Like I am worshiping God with everything, every fiber of my being. I'm shouting a worship song to God. And as I'm singing, I'm thinking to myself, why is my wife and kid not waking up? Because this is a small house. Like, And now out of the peripheral vision of my eye, I saw the silhouette of a man standing in the living room with me watching me. I don't understand that. Never talked to him, never engaged with him. Just somebody standing in my living room watching me. And for some reason, it felt totally normal. And I'm feeling this electricity going through my body. I'm shouting at the top of my lungs in worship. And I start to feel my feet lift off of the ground. Hmm. And now I'm levitating in my living room, floating around. Wow. Electricity running through my body, shouting a worship song at the top of my lungs. And all of a sudden, I felt like I was breaking into heaven and I heard thousands upon thousands of voices singing the same exact song I was singing in worship. And wow. I immediately knew that they were the saints who had passed away. It was the great cloud of witnesses that I was actually, I thought they were the singing the same song that I was singing. But the reality is that I was joining into whatever song they were singing in heaven. And that's crazy. It was like so weird because I could hear all these voices singing, but in heaven, it was like I could hear everyone singing as if they were the only person singing in the room. So I could hear each person as if they were like the only individual, like a solo. Mm. But I could hear the entire chorus of heaven at the same time. That's not natural. That's not normal. That's not like, that's like no, hearing yeah, that's... a few different dimensions at the same time. And it was so intense. And all of a sudden, I began to taste the music on my tongue. Like, I tasted it and it tasted like a nine volt battery on my tongue. It tasted like pure energy, like somebody placed a battery on my tongue. Wow. And it actually freaked me out so bad. I pulled back from the encounter. I felt my feet hit the carpet and I ran back to my bed as fast as I could. Now, when I jumped into my bed, my head hit the pillow. Right when my head hit the pillow, I sat up in bed. Now, what does that mean? It means I actually had an out-of-body experience worshiping God in spirit, experiencing wow. heavenly realities and heavenly worship, but it was so intense, I actually freaked me out. My spirit ran back to my body, and as soon as I ran back to my body, my body sat up. I actually woke up out of the encounter. But it was, I mean, when I was in the encounter, it felt like so real, like as if I was actually awake. It was actually, I couldn't really, I don't even ever remember falling asleep. Yeah. And that was like, my first thought was like, I got to write that down. Like that is yeah. wild. So that, I mean, on the good side, you got weird, demonic, spooky stuff. But then, you know, there's spooky things about God too. 
Well, I mean, you look at anytime there's an angelic visit, they're like, "Hey, don't don't be afraid, okay? We're here. We're we're good people." <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like they're constantly like, "Don't be afraid. Like, we got to tell you something because if you get afraid, you're just literally going to run away and not hear the good news." They have to tell you people know? don't be afraid because they probably don't always look like, you know, fat baby angels floating around with a harp. Oh yeah. I mean, I don't know what I'd be more afraid of. The fat baby <laughs> angel came up to my window with a harp. I'd probably I'd be freaking out either way. So Yeah. Yeah, you read the description of angels, man. It's like they got seven wings and they got eyes all over the place. And they're he's like, I mean, horns coming out everywhere. I'm yeah. like, dude, you know, you look at like these, you know, like you ever think of like an angler fish? Yeah. Who created an the angel. angler fish? Angler it means angel, doesn't it? Oh no, it's like the thing, you know, they got like the sharp teeth and they got the weird yeah. weird dangly in front of their face that like glows yeah. down dark. No, that, thing looks so, that thing looks so demonic, but who created it? Jesus or God. So, there you go. Man, I think that if we were to really see what creatures in heaven look like, we'd be freaked out. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man. So I, I think, you know, just I don't know where you want to go with this, but it's fun just to tell spooky stories, holy yeah. ghost stories, and and uh, yeah, man. It, it, the I would say the purpose of telling these stories, first of all, it's just really fun to share mm-hmm. encounter, but they do really increase faith. Like if you're listening to this and you're like, man, I really want to encounter God in a supernatural way, like just hold out your hands and receive it, man. Let's just start to expect. Yeah. What I've found too is just live a lifestyle that is like a landing strip for heaven. Yeah a wow. surrendered life, you know, like, you know, just kind of set your life up where you're like, man, I want to, and it's not a work or a performance or anything like that. It's just more of like a positioning your heart to be available to God to come and invade your life in any way that he sees fit while awesome. expecting and asking for all of the crazy in the wild, but being completely satisfied with the still small voice in the mundane and knowing yeah. that that's just as good and not feeling like less than, or, Oh, I got to get to that new spiritual level or, whatever. We're all at the same, we're all seated in heavenly places. We're all at the same level, man. It's just like how much of this we're all experiencing. There's always more for all of us and it's available for all of us because he's no respecter of persons and we're all his children. So it's completely available to you to step into. The other thing I would say is if you want to experience more supernatural in your life, well, let down any guard, first of all. And also there's a principle of honor. What you focus on, you make room for. So for example, you have a church that's really passionate and focused on evangelism, which is a good thing. They're going to experience a lot more salvations. They're going to experience a lot more testimonies of people coming to the Lord, but uh, they might not experience a lot of healing because they're not focused on the supernatural gift of healing. So the faith isn't being built up in the church for that manifestation. But as soon as you start shifting attention and giving your eye focus onto the gift of healing, you'll start seeing it manifest. Same with angels, same with uh, you know, prophetic, same with any, any dimension of God's kingdom, what you focus on will increase in your life and it will grow. Wow. Well, that is amazing. I think this is how I want to close. I want you to, for anybody listening, um, I'm going to have will closes out in prayers so that you would have encounters. Um, so if you're listening, if you're if you're not driving, uh, put out your hands like receiving, like you're receiving a gift. And um, we're just going to close with Will praying uh, encounters yeah. into your life and supernatural yeah. experiences. And uh, I just want to thank you, Will, for being here and uh, just being willing to share your stories. We're going to have Will on again in the future. But 
Um, this is just a fun episode that I knew I wanted to do for Halloween, and I knew Will yeah, was man. the perfect guy for it. But uh, I just really feel like God's leading this right now to have you lead people into this prayer because some people Definitely. just don't even know how to pray for that. So well, let me um, let me ahead. pray for everybody and just release like an impartation. Yeah. But I want to frame that up for a second because this is the Halloween episode, okay? Right. Which even the word Halloween is actually a good thing if you look it up. Now, when you look at holidays like Easter and Christmas, they were originally pagan holidays that we baptized and yeah. made Christian. Easter was actually originally the holiday where they celebrated the Roman goddess of fertility and love. And that was Ishtar, which now became Easter. And then Christmas, the same way you look it up. Now, Halloween, we can also baptize this holiday for redemptive purposes in what yeah. God had planned, because this holiday is actually a celebration when the veil becomes very thin between the natural and the supernatural. The veil to the spirit realm becomes very thin. That's what the celebration was about. Now, we wow. know as believers, the veil's been torn. Yeah. So there is no veil for you between the natural and the spiritual. It's so anymore. thin, it's not there. It's so thin, it doesn't exist except for in the construct of your own mind. So what I want mm. to pray right now is that in celebration of a thin veil, that you would begin to experience that reality pouring into your life. So if you just hold your hands out, and just pray a blessing. God, I pray right now that anybody listening who wants an increase of the supernatural in their life, that wants the prophetic spirit, dreams, visions, encounters, mm -hmm. talking the good stuff, not the demonic stuff. God, I pray that you would pour out your spirit in a supernatural way and that they would just begin to receive an increase of faith, an increase of expectation, and a yeah. hope, a confident expectation of good coming their way from heaven into their life. God, I pray for your kingdom to come, for heaven to come into their, their life, God, on earth as it is in heaven, God. Angelic yeah. encounters, healings, supernatural insight, dreams, visions, out-of-body experiences. God, we say yes to all of the manifestations of your spirit, God. We don't want to have you in a box. We want all of it. So I pray that you would pour your spirit out on them and that they would begin yeah. to experience, even tonight, people would begin to dream and encounter you and fall in love with you and have a deep relationship with you, Jesus, more than they ever have before. Yeah. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Happy Halloween. Um, it's a, it's It's been fun. It's been great. We've, we're two months deep into this podcast, but um, just wanted to give a shout out to Will. You can find him, uh, his podcast, uh, as he talked about, but find him on Instagram at Will Rest. That's W I L L R E S T, and it'll be in the description as well. Um, join us next week or this coming Friday, actually, if you're listening to it on uh, Halloween, like you're supposed to. Um, join us this Friday for our next episode. So thanks and have a great wherever you're doing day, night, life.